So last Tuesday morning, election day, um, I went for a walk um, because I was trying to figure out what my talk would be this week and what my talk would be next week. And I knew that I wanted to talk about the grace of giving, and I knew that I wanted to talk about gratitude. And so I was originally planning to do this week on the grace of giving and the next week, Thanksgiving week, on gratitude. But I had this kind of this vague feeling like, like maybe we should do gratitude first and then talk about grace and giving, but I wasn't quite sure. So I took a walk on Tuesday after I voted. I took a walk in the woods, and I just kind of, kind of talked with the Lord a little bit. And, and I actually came to the conclusion, you know what? Sort of like Thanksgiving, thanks should come first, and then giving comes next. So I decided on, after that walk um, on Tuesday that I would, um, I would do this talk on gratitude and then next week talk about the grace of giving. And so I, um, Tuesday afternoon as I was working on the message, I, um, I just immersed in scriptures that talk about thankfulness, giving thanks and gratitude. Um, like Psalm 100 that we read at the beginning, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture, Enter his gates with thanksgiving. So I looked at tons of scriptures in the Old Testament about coming to God with thanksgiving. Then I came to scriptures like Colossians 2. As you receive Jesus or Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians 5. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So on Tuesday afternoon just in kind of immersing in these and a bunch of other scriptures, I'll share a few more in a little bit, I was just kind of filled with this, this gratitude and this sense of, of thanksgiving and, um, and then I woke up on Wednesday morning and found out who won the election <laughs> and I don't know about you guys but I actually was considerably shocked and so this is sort of what I felt like when I found out who won the election. I don't know about you. And then this next one sort of fit what I was feeling at the same time. And, um, and I had to get through kind of the, the surprise and shock and go back to working on a message on gratitude, right? And so um, here's one of the next scriptures that I came across. 1 Timothy 2, 1 and 2. First of all then... I urge that supplications, prayers, and intercessions and thanksgivings be made for all people. I was pretty good with the all people. And then the rest of the phrase was for kings and all who are in high positions of authority. And I got to tell you guys, very honestly, my visceral reaction was, oh, hell no. And, and then I thought, God, you tricked me. You made me do this message on gratitude. You made me decide this before I knew who was elected. You tricked me, God. All that just to say that this kind of has a fingerprint of God on it. I think that we need to hear what the scripture calls us to about gratitude in this particular week. It's usually when things are not going the way we expected or when there are great disappointments or there's great suffering that God reminds us to come back to what he tells us about gratitude. So today I want to share with you um, three levels of gratitude. Um, I think of them kind of as rungs on a ladder of gratitude. And then I want to leave you with, with a number of just very, very practical, some very simple ways 
to weave gratitude in our lives so that we are progressively moving up the rungs of gratitude. Um, but before I do that, I was very interesting to find, interested to find this week, there's a whole science of gratitude. There's a brain chemistry of gratitude. Some of you guys um, know way more about this than I do, but I just kind of went online and was just messing around. Um, and um, we now know the, the chemicals that are released in our brains when we say thank you to other people, when we express gratitude to other people. So, so they can actually test this, and endorphins get released in our brain. It's a hormone that gets released. It's called a happy hormone. It's fascinating that when we express gratitude, and it's interesting, when we express generosity, similarly, endorphins, happy, happy hormones are released in us. People of Thanksgiving are happier people. And if that's not quite interesting enough for you, um, research also shows that oxytocin is released in our bodies when we express gratitude. And that sounds like it's, um, it's, you know, boring science until I tell you this. Oxytocin is called the love hormone, the cuddle chemical, the bliss hormone. It's released when we have sex. So, something about expressing gratitude gives us a glory with this chemical that gets released where we have a sense of well-being and goodness and rightness and calm. And, um, and so, it just isn't, isn't that just like God, by the way? For him to command us to do something, which when we do it is going to bless us more than we ever thought that it would. But I don't want to become people of gratitude because of the chemistry, right? Chemistry is kind of the side gift. I want us to become people of gratitude because that's what God longs for us to become so that he can release his goodness into the world. All right, three levels of gratitude. Um, three rungs on the ladder, and the idea is that, that we start on the lower rung, but that we're supposed to progress up. First rung on the ladder is, is completely human, completely natural. You don't have to be a believer to start out on the lowest rung of gratitude on the ladder. Second rung starts to become more spiritual. By the time we get to the third rung, it is very much supernatural, because the third rung can only happen if the Holy Spirit of God is in us and has been changing us. So the first rung on the ladder of gratitude is saying thank you. Again, this is perfectly human. We can, when our, your parents were right when they were teaching you to say thank you, and every single one of us can benefit by saying thank you a whole lot more than we do now. It's the lowest rung. And even though it's the lowest rung, it is really important, and it is training for us to move up um, on the ladder of gratitude. It is external, okay? The saying thank you is a response to something else. So it's not coming from within us. It's responding and appreciating a gift, right? Which is why it's the lowest rung and why everybody can do this. And um, as I was just thinking about this, um, this level of gratitude, this kind of gratitude where we notice what we have transforms what we have into being enough for us, right? Those who are always looking at what they don't have are constantly dissatisfied. Just saying thank you more often makes what we have enough. Um, since Thanksgiving's coming up in a couple weeks, here's the thing, is since you don't have to be a Christian to express and to say thank you, um, ask people what they're thankful for. Use Thanksgiving as your excuse. Who knows but that maybe you will encourage others to start seeing their blessings and either f return to God 
or fall more in love with God, or who knows, but maybe somebody in your life, when you ask them to start thinking about what they are thankful for, maybe they'll start realizing there's a God who loves him, who's the giver of every good and perfect gift. All right, the second rung on the ladder of gratitude is giving thanks. So saying thanks is the first rung. Next rung is giving thanks. Um, Saying thanks focuses on the gift. Giving thanks focuses on the giver of the gift. The difference is when I say thank you to you, I'm, I'm going to still take what I want and I'm basically in my own world. Giving thanks means that I start to pay attention to you. I start to focus on something with the relationship. And it's interesting in the Old Testament, there are a bunch of offerings in the Old Testament. Um, they're the Jewish people were supposed to do. Leviticus 7 talks about them. Um, they're called thanksgiving offerings. And what they are is things that God said that his people were supposed to do to express their thanksgiving to him. And God gets really frustrated when his people just land on saying thanks and don't get to the relational part of giving thanks. Another term for the thanksgiving offerings, they're also called fellowship offerings. So saying thanks is supposed to lead us to another level of giving thanks where we focus on those who are part of giving us the gifts. And you see how this starts to transition now. We start to get outside of ourselves. It starts to transition from natural to spiritual. Well, the third level of or rung on the ladder of gratitude, we've got saying thanks, we've got giving thanks. Third one is living thanks, living thanks thanks. Um, This is the rung of gratitude that has to do with abounding gratitude coming out of us. Scriptures talk about gratitude in all circumstances, giving thanks always and in everything, thanksgiving for all people, no matter who they are. There's a level of gratitude that this is the one that that is supernatural. There is a level of gratitude where we actually, in the face of very difficult circumstances, can respond with graceful, living thanks. That level of gratitude is another realm. It only happens if we are nurturing our spiritual walk with God so the Holy Spirit is actually inside of us and making us into different kinds of people. With thanks living... We are people of gratitude in our blessings and in our disappointments. When we are living thanks, we are people of gratitude in the good times and the bad times. When our friends and loved ones please us and when they disappoint us, we can still be people of gratitude. We can be people of gratitude when we ace an exam and when we fail an exam. We can be people of gratitude when we're loved and when we're dissed or bullied. We can be people of gratitude when we succeed and when we fail. We can be people of gratitude when election results disappoint us and actually might scare us. So I want you to hear these scriptures, some of them over again. I want you to hear this third level of supernatural gratitude that God wants us to move into. Colossians 2, 6 and 7. As you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. 
1 Thessalonians 5, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Ephesians 5.20, give thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one that I read earlier, 1 Timothy 2, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people for kings and those who are in high positions. Then in Colossians chapter 3, Paul says it three times to be thankful. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. First time, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Second time, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do everything, giving thanks to God, the Father, through Jesus. Thanks living affirms that no matter what's going on in the world, God is still in control. Thanks living knows that problems will come and problems will go. But God is the Lord of all of our time. Thanks living knows that even when we can't see it, God is still working together for the good of those who are called who love him and are called according to his purposes. When there's dismay and confusion, living thanks still trusts our Father in heaven, is in control, and he is working for us. See how this is supernatural? This is something the Spirit of God creates in us. But you know what? He doesn't create it in us without our participation. God invites us to, to nurture practices of gratitude in our lives to create space for the Holy Spirit to transform and deepen our gratitude beyond anything that we ever thought was possible. And you know it's true, right? We don't respect the people who have had easy lives and, and are happy all the time. People respect are the people who have been through really hard things. And there's still people of gratitude. There's still people of depth and strength. And, and, you know, frustrating things in the world can't shake them off of their firm foundation that God is still in control and God is at work. Imagine the good that we could release into this world as we become more and more people living thanks, transformed in that way. So let me um, finish this up with some ideas. It actually was very surprising to me how many simple and elegant ways there are for us to build practices of gratitude into our lives so that little by little we are moving up that ladder um, of gratitude. So number one, bookending our days with gratitude can serve to to fill the in-between times of our day with gratitude. So, here's something the psalmist says that he does, and it's just such a great spiritual practice. Wake up every morning and just say to yourself, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Just start your day with praise and see what endorphins get released, right? By the way, one of the reasons, all of you, one of the reasons why we love worship so much is because those acts of gratitude, God rewards in so many ways for us. 
So begin your day with gratitude. And then when you put your head on the pillow at night, don't close your eyes until you have counted one or two or three or four or five of the blessings that God gave you in that day so that you're waking up to rejoice in the day that God has and you're finishing the day praising God for what he... And if we do that, the more we do that, those in-between moments of the day will start to become more and more filled with gratitude. Secondly, um, all this research on gratitude stuff, um, evidently, if we write down what we're grateful for, that grows our gratitude even more. Just the very thing of writing it down. So here's one, one um, study. Scientists performed an experiment in which they asked one group of people, write down the things that they were grateful for on a weekly basis. While the other group, they said, write down hassles or neutral life events. The people who kept gratitude journals, they noticed, began to exercise more regularly, reported fewer physical symptoms, felt better about their lives as a whole, and were generally more optimistic about the upcoming week compared to those who wrote neutral or negative things. Just this thing of writing. So get a notebook and write down the things that you praise God for. And, I mean, (laughs) there were lots of, by the way, this wasn't just one. There were lots of studies I read just on this point alone. Now, if you're the kind of person who will never, ever, ever open up a journal, and there are some of you like that, you know who you are, um, here's what you do. I mean, we could all do it, but um, on your phone, you have this incredible thing called Instagram. You can find a thank, a gratitude-worthy moment every day of your life, snap a shot of it, and post it up to Instagram. And just doing that will increase the, the level of transformation to become a person more gratitude. If you do that, to just you know, ping me so I can follow you on Instagram as well. All right, um, number three. Interesting. Every act of gratitude, no matter how small, makes an impact, the research says. Um, it doesn't matter how small it is. Um, research has found that, um, that one-time acts of thoughtful gratitude produced an immediate 10% increase in happiness and 35% reduction in depressive symptoms. We could put Prozac out of business if we could just train our culture to have more gratitude because gratitude is... is it will, it will cure depression. We know that from just watching people's lives. So happy effects, that, um, one researcher found, happy effects lasted for between three to six months when we've done a, a thoughtful, thankful expression to somebody. They say that, that they can see the results for three to six months, which means that doing one every three to six months isn't enough. Daily attitudes and, and expressions of thanksgiving um, will have significant impact. This fourth one is, um, most of you aren't married yet, but, um, and most of you don't have kids. When you do, it was interesting, psychologists conducted studies that show it's never too early to teach gratitude to your kids. So when you have kids, would you remember that? Teaching them, the, the, some of these studies watched a long-term benefit in children just learning to express gratitude. Um, number five, some of you like this one, is it there? There we go. This doesn't matter whether you're married or not married, okay? Um, Gratitude boosts our romantic relationships. Let me read this one. Recent study found that after receiving gratitude, participants noticed that their partner was more responsive to their needs 
and overall more satisfied with their relationship. Gratitude in romance has been shown to have long-term effects on relationships. So, here's the thing. When we express gratitude, it rebounds back onto us with so many more benefits if we will just get outside of ourselves. And So, tell your significant others how much you appreciate them and why, and do that as often as you possibly can. Number six, again, research projects, saying thank you at work makes a huge difference in your workplace. So we'll extend this to, the studies were in the workplace, but we'll extend this to your, your school, okay? When you express, because for many of you, study is your work. When you express gratitude in what it is that you are doing right now, the people around you will start to rise up with, with greater confidence. They will want to be in your presence more, and they will be more productive in their work. Um, and once again, just amazing that the research is there. Um, here's, here's one of the projects. Um, a study found that people who wrote and delivered a heartfelt thank you letter um, felt happier for a full month afterwards. So write a thank you note to somebody in your life and see what happens. And this last one is so simple, and I think it's elegant, and that is saying grace before every meal is a way that we can grow in gratitude. How many of you grew up in the church? Just raise your hands. Okay, so now put your hand. How many of you grew up saying grace before every meal? Because some people didn't. Not quite as many. Okay, so for those of you who didn't, this is kind of, is kind of a neat thing for you to start. Before you eat your breakfast, supper, lunch, and supper, assuming that you're eating three meals a day, stop and just say thank you to God. If you're with other Christians, just do it out loud, okay? I don't care whether you're at a restaurant, I don't care where you, just do it out. If you're not with other Christians, just bow your head and express gratitude to God. Now, those of you who grew up in the church and have done this your whole life, it's, grace sometimes feels like throwaway prayers. It's like, oh yeah, we do it, and we get on to the next thing, right? Would you consider that maybe God is weaving this into your life so that three times a day, you are actually saying, Father, thank you for all the ways that you provided for me. As simple as a meal, but so much more because every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above. All right, when we move up the ladder of gratitude, from saying thanks to giving thanks to living thanks, we create space for the Holy Spirit to transform us from within so that it doesn't matter what happens in the world around us. We are anchored. We are people who have strong character. It's, it's interesting, the, the Roman wisdom writers talk about how gratitude ennobles the soul. Gratitude, women, makes you more beautiful. Men, gratitude makes you more honorable. When we commit to be the people that God wants us to be, we are changed, and our world can't stay the same because we go into it with a bit of the character of Jesus. All right. Um, it would be really foolish to um, do this whole message and not do anything about it, right? So here, stand up. Trust me, stand up. I want you to find... Some, let's release some endorphins, okay? I want you to find somebody in the room and either say something that you're thankful for to them 
or something that, I got, I've got them up here, or something that you're thankful for in your life in general, because maybe you don't know these people very well, or something for which you're thankful to God. Do that as many times as you can with as many people in the next three minutes while those guys are coming up. On your mark, get set, go.